that better? <laughs> As we gather together in worship on this glorious day here at Bundaberg. It's good to be able to be sharing with you as we come together to worship God. Let us bow in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity of coming together, of being still and knowing that you are our God, a God of justice, a God of mercy, a God of love. We come as your people to worship, to adore. We lay aside the pressures of daily life, the joys and frustrations of the past week, the hopes and expectations of the coming week, and we lay them at your cross. We come knowing that you are there, loving and caring. We ask for your forgiveness for where we have sinned, for those times when we have not loved as we are called to love, those times when we've tried to impose our ways on other people, those times we've taken you for granted, those times when we have not listened to your word. And so as we come, we come confessing, acknowledging our sin. And as we do so, we hear the words of Scripture that assures us that as we confess, you forgive us, you cleanse us, and you renew us. And so as your freed, forgiven people, we say, thank you, O God. Thank you that in Jesus Christ our sins are forgiven. Thank you that through Christ the old has passed all things are new. May we continue to worship, to praise and celebrate in your love. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Just a couple of announcements to make first of all. Uh, for those of you, uh, those men who are interested in coming to the men's breakfast next Saturday here at the church, if you can contact Wes Gallatly or ring the office during the week uh, for breakfast uh, next Saturday at 7am. Also on the 18th, that's a fortnight's time, on the 18th, we're having a combined church service at Baldwin Swamp. Um, it's in the notice sheet and there'll be more notices about it uh, next week. But that's at 9.30 at Baldwin Swamp and we'd love to see all of you come along, bring a chair, bring some morning tea for yourself if you want to stay after the service and it'll be a great time of fellowship and catching up with one another there as well. And Stuart and Debbie uh, will be back from their holidays this weekend and Stuart will be back uh, at work on Tuesday. So um, all those things that you've been holding up and waiting to see till he came back, give him a few days before you swamping with too much but still be back and uh, on, on board on, on Tuesday and we're looking forward to his continuing ministry with us. Um, other notices are in the notice sheet if you want to read them and give them your prayers and support. One of the things that we are grateful for as a church is we are grateful to God's love and goodness and one of the ways we show that is through our offering. And we are very thankful for those who give their offering through online giving, on direct debiting or through the internet. And the details are on the, um, comes up on the screen in a few moments for you to be able to do that and to mark it, always mark it for city where it's got remarks or comments or name, just keep putting city there. Your name doesn't have to appear on the form at all. And also for those who drop it into the office 
uh, during the week, we are very thankful. So let us now come with our prayers as we uh, give thanks and dedicate the offering and we give thanks to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many blessings that we have received at your hands. We thank you that you're always there, loving, caring and providing. We give thanks for the offering that people have given, whether through the internet, online or whether have dropped it into the office. We give thanks for those gifts. Those gifts as a token of our love and thanks to you. We thank you for them and pray for your blessing upon these gifts and upon all who are involved, all who give, that your blessing will be with them, that together we might further your kingdom here on earth. And so we come with grateful hearts, praising and thanking you for so much in life. So often people want to focus on things that are negative, but today we think of your goodness, of your mercy, of your love, your mercy freely given, and we say thank you. Thank you that you are our God and we are your people. May we continue to praise you in all we say and do. Amen. Our Gospel reading this morning comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, Matthew chapter 21, reading from verse 33 to 42. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest came, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect the fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they came and said to each other, this is the heir, come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied. And he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the Scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Isn't God wonderful? Doesn't God do some amazing things? I wonder how many times we take time out, not just when we're looking at scenery or that, but just time out just to sit and think about God's greatness of his love, of the amazing things that he has done and continues to do in our lives. And one of the most amazing things is that he forgives us. He forgives us not just once, but constantly. Just think of how many times God has forgiven you. He must really love each one of us. 
And another amazing thing God does is that despite our flaws and our tendency to mess up, he includes every believer to be part of his team of sharing his love and forgiveness. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, we read, But you're not like others, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. This text forms the basis of what many Christians refer to as the priesthood of all believers. A teaching that states that every Christian is involved in sharing God's love and forgiveness in every situation in which God has, has placed them. So no matter who you are or what you do, every situation you encounter is an opportunity for you to share with others how good God is. And this is something important to remember as we look at today's Gospel reading. We are all responsible for bringing God's perspective of life into this world. This is every Christian's number one responsibility as they live. This is why God gives us our money, our time, intelligence, our skills and everything else we have. So remember this as we look at our reading. The reading today is a parable that follows some events in the life of Jesus where he had been interacting with some religious leaders. Jesus had entered Jerusalem on a donkey where people acknowledged him as king and from God, so fulfilling one of the prophecies of the Old Testament. Then he went to the temple where he saw something that resembled a market rather than what it was supposed to be, a house of prayer. The problem wasn't the market, but rather the fact that the people had become lazy. Instead of bringing their sacrifices, their first fruits, from what they had earned, this had become an inconvenience. And so what they had started to do is to purchase their sacrifice at the temple door. And so he gets angry and turns over the money-changing table, stating that God's house has been changed from what it meant to be. Shortly after this, his authority is questioned by religious leaders. And in response, Jesus tells three parables to some Pharisees, some of the religious leaders, in order to get some points across. In today's parable, the first thing that Jesus reminds the Pharisees of is that this kingdom is God's kingdom. It's not their kingdom, but God's. They are servants in the kingdom. And the same applies to us. This is God's church. This is God's kingdom. And if we stop and think about what it means for us, it's not my church or my kingdom. It's not even our church or our kingdom, but rather it is God's kingdom. It is God's church. And so this has some implications for us. In Matthew chapter 16, 
Jesus says to Peter, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. God's church will always exist. And we're also reminded in this story that God is constantly caring for the church. The landowner had provided everything for the tenants. Remember that famous passage of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And so, if it is God's church, then we need to constantly listen to him, not just to understand what to do, but also to understand what is happening and why. And I wonder what comes to mind when you hear this in God's church. Jesus highlights in today's parable is that even though it is God's church, God chooses not to act alone. Even though it's God's kingdom, he doesn't do it by himself. Instead, every Christian is invited to be actively be part of it. He calls every Christian to be workers in his church, his kingdom, his vineyard. Now, this is not an option. You can either be a good worker or a bad worker, a thankful worker or a complaining worker. Being a worker for God is a privilege, a gift for each one of us. What we specifically do will vary, of course, and where we work for God will vary. However, something important to remember is that everything you have is for sharing God's good news. Everything you have is for sharing God's good news. What you have, whether it be your job or an education or money or home or family or friends or time or skills or a particular gift, even your enemies or anything else, the main reason God has given us these things is so that we can share his love and forgiveness, so that we can be his light into the world. And this is something that we need to think about. How can I use whatever God has given me to help others know about his love and his forgiveness? And there's something else we need to think about in being part of God's kingdom, God's church. Often we talk about what we want in a congregation or from my minister or from my church and we focus on what we don't get. I've heard people say that we'll make the best decision for our congregation now, if it's God's church, isn't it more appropriate to ask, what does God want us to be doing in this congregation or this parish? What does God want us to be doing in our situation here? We need to consider not just ourselves at Bundaberg, but what does God want us to be doing in the wider church? What does God want us to be doing as part of the Uniting Church in Australia, the wider Christian community? Not so much what I want, but what does God want? Not so much what can I get, but what can I give? And to answer this question, we can't just draw upon our own resources, our own thoughts. We need to listen to God. We need to spend time in prayer, to spend time reading the scriptures, to worship not just when it suits us, but weekly, and to engage with each other in discussing scripture. When we do these things, 
It shows our commitment to receiving God's guidance for ourselves as individuals, as a congregation, and as a parish. When we try to do these things without all the things that I've just mentioned, we are acting like the wicked tenants, thinking we know best and we can do what we like and please ourselves and God can just be on the peripheral. Recognising and listening to God constantly is essential for every Christian. You know, God takes a big risk, though, in allowing people to be responsible for sharing his good news. Believe it or not, people get it wrong from time to time, and sometimes most times. People often want to use the church for their own advantage to get what they want, or are unwilling to listen to God. And this can occur in many ways. Some use it to be comforted, but not to listen to God. Others use it for a profile or a power trip. And some of the potential problems that occur when people involved in God's kingdom include that the gospel and forgiveness are not taken seriously or given the highest priority in the church in our lives. Instead, people are more concerned about morals and checklists and legalities and traditions and principles as a way to eternal life. Another problem occurs when people are more interested in themselves than others in the church and the wider church. Goes back to what I said before, what can I get? What suits me? Not what does God want us to do? And another one is that we don't see what God has given us as God's. But rather we are thinking we are doing God a favour when we give a little of our time or money or some, share some of our skills rather than giving him everything. The call of the disciples is to share 100% for sharing God's love through their words and actions. And yet the fourth thing that occurs when we don't think it's important to listen to God regularly or what he has to say because we think that it's not relevant. Because the fruits of God cause us to be displaying as a church are receiving and sharing his forgiveness, loving God and loving others, using what we have to be his disciples, regularly engaging with God. So what happens when things go wrong in God's kingdom, in God's vineyard, in God's church? Well, the first thing to be assured of is that God doesn't neglect his kingdom, his church. The parable tells us that the landowner, God, has provided everything, has provided everything for his, his workers, for his people. God is constantly restoring his kingdom and the people who make up his kingdom. God is constantly fixing up the problems with his kingdom, the problems that we have caused. Now, in restoring his church, it's easy to assume that God simply got rid of the tenants as soon as he discovered a problem. But as we look at the parable closely, we see that first the landowner sent his servants. For the Jewish people who are hearing this, the servants were the many prophets God had sent, like Jeremiah, Jonah, Ezekiel, Elijah, and so on. Often they were rejected because they didn't always say the things that were popular. For us, God has not only sent these prophets, but he's also sent Christian ministers and other leaders. 
think about this. Every Christian minister and church leader who has come into your presence is a messenger from God. And how many of them have been perfect? Well, if you know of one of them who's perfect, can you please let me know so I can find out what they do? Because I know I'm certainly not perfect. But even though we're not perfect, they were sent by God. And it's important that we listen to what they say. That is God at work restoring us. And God restores us by giving us Jesus, the Son. The Son of the owner has come. Jesus is necessary for life. And Jesus highlights through his actions that the most important thing in life is forgiveness. Jesus didn't come to earth to make you wealthy or to give you a more comfortable life. He came to give you forgiveness. Without Jesus, we'd be flawed. However, though, through Jesus, we have been made whole. And do you see that the Christian life is about forgiveness? Receiving God's forgiveness and sharing his forgiveness, even if people aren't sorry, we're still called to forgive. And it also involves in serving other people, if we are to be Christian, just like Christ. Or are we going to be like the early religious leaders seeking something else? God restores the church his kingdom by removing what is not loyal to him. Now that might seem hard and harsh, but as we look at this parable, whatever is not consistent with his ways will eventually be destroyed. In the parable, the owner eventually removed the tendons after he sent his servants and then his son. The parable highlights why the Jews alone are not the chosen ones. Because they rejected Jesus. It also points to something in the future. For those who reject Jesus and his ways will be rejected by God. For those who reject God's forgiveness, ultimately there will be no forgiveness. But you need to remember that God is not like many of us. When something breaks down, we often throw it away because it's too costly or too difficult to repair. However, God dearly loves his kingdom and the people who make up his kingdom. And that includes each one of us. He will look at restoring both his kingdom and the people in his kingdom. So each day this week, ask yourself, where does God need to restore me? Maybe it's in the area of forgiveness. Either receiving his forgiveness or forgiving others. Maybe it is loving God and loving others. Maybe it's in being willing to use what God has given us for primarily sharing his goodness. Maybe it's in regularly engaging with God. Take time this week to ask God to restore you and his church. Because God does some amazing things. Not only does he give us his kingdom and eternal life, but he is constantly restoring it. And remember, God's kingdom will always be present. And as we say in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. In a few moments, we'll share in the sacrament of Holy Communion, where we are reminded again in such a visible way of God's great sacrifice and love so that we can be part of his kingdom. We can be faithful tenants of his vineyard. And so may this 
be our prayer during this coming week. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Amen. I'll now ask Anne to come up and help us with communion. For those of you who know the responses, uh, join Anne as she reads the people's responses. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. The Lord be with you. And and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. With all we are, we give you glory, Trinity of love, the one and holy God, sovereign of all time and space. We bless you for this wide red land, for its rugged beauty, its changing seasons, for its diverse people, and for all that lives upon this fragile earth. You have called us to be the church in this place, to give voice to every creature under heaven. We rejoice with all that you have made as we join the company of heaven in their song. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. To Adam and Eve, children of dust, you gave the world and its wonders, but we misused your gift of freedom. We reached out rebel hands to be like you. We bless you for your mercy, for you never cease to call our restless hearts until they find their rest in you. Holy God, we offer our thanks and praise. Again and again, you raised up men and women to speak your word, to guide, to challenge and convert. At the last, Father, you sent Jesus Christ, child of your love, God with us. Born as one of us, he lived our life and died our death, offering us both now and forever eternal life with you. Through him, in him, because of him, we affirm the church's faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up to death, he took bread, gave you thanks, broke it and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for remembrance of me. When the meal was ended, he lifted the cup and again giving you thanks, gave it to his friends and said, this cup is a new covenant sealed by my blood. Do this whenever you drink it for the remembrance of me. Holy God, we offer our thanks and praise. By your word and Holy Spirit, Bless these gifts that we may truly share Christ's body and blood and become by grace his body given for the sake of the world. Holy God, we offer our thanks and praise. Being made, by, being made one by the power of the Spirit, let us join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Christ is the bread of joy 
who shares food with sinners. Christ is the cup of life who revives the faint-hearted. Let us receive what we are. Let us become what we receive, the body of Christ. And so if you take your elements that you have in, in front of you, the body of Christ keep you in eternal life. Keep you in eternal life. Let us pray. We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us at your table by granting us the presence of Jesus Christ. Strengthen our faith, increase our love for one another, and send us forth into the world, united in courage and peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Thanks, Ian. Just remind you that for those of you who would like to come down and share and have communion here, uh, the church will be open from 10.30 for an hour. Let us pray. Almighty God, as we have Shared in the sacrament of Holy Communion, we are reminded again that we are part of the Christian Church. Those who have gone before, those present, and those who are to come. And we thank you that you are our God, and that you are always there, loving, caring, and providing. We think of the world that we live in, a world that in so many ways is hurting at the moment, especially through this pandemic. We think of those who are suffering from the illness, those suffering from the effects of it, those suffering from restrictions and feel frustrated they can't do the things that they enjoy doing. We pray that your Holy Spirit will be upon them and your presence be with each one of them, knowing that you are there loving, caring, that you are the one who brings healing and wholeness. And as we come today, we would pray for those who are traveling on our roads we think of Stuart and Debbie and others who are on holidays and returning from holidays over this long weekend we think of our teachers and our teachers aid and students who go back to school this coming week that your blessing will be upon them and give to the chaplains the strength they need as they continue your ministry among the school communities and Lord at this time we think too of the state elections that are coming up as people start to think about who they may or may not vote for, the policies, the things that, Lord, that we might ask for your will to be done. We might seek your guidance. We might seek your ways so that this might be, truly become a Christian country. Lord, we pray for those who we know are not well, those facing surgery, those recovering from surgery, may your blessing be upon them. For those who, for whom the future is uncertain because of loss of jobs, because of other difficulties and situations that they face in, may they know that you are the shepherd, that you lead them through the valley of shadows to the still waters, 
to the cool grass, but you're the one who provides all our needs. And so we would pray that you'll be with each one of us. Help us in all we say and all we do, that we might continue to bring honour and glory to your name. In the name of Christ our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. So thank you for sharing with us. Stuart will be back here next week. It's been a privilege and enjoyment to be able to share with you uh, a couple of times over the holidays. And always remember, you are God's people. Go out and share the love and the good news of Jesus Christ with all. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be with you and remain with you this day and always. Amen.